All right. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Star Trek Europa. We've been off for a week, and then we had a week of technical difficulties where we were also off a week. So we've been off for two weeks, for those of you who can math properly. Uh, I am your host, as always, Dr. RPG Jeff Harvey, and uh, let's go ahead and have everyone introduce themselves. I think Evelyn actually has something to announce this time, but we'll start with Brian, because he's the captain. Hi, um, my name is Brian, uh, he, him. I am playing Captain Jorad Hage, among other characters, and I have nothing to plug. All right. John, you're the next one with nothing to plug. <laughs> uh, nothing to plug. John McKnight. I play uh, Lieutenant Kasyanitz, Chibar Neva, science officer. Ev. Uh, Evelyn Corbin. I play Dr. Dasavi Oneit. And I want to plug this really cool Etsy shop called Random Fandom Finds. They custom made this hoodie. Um, they have all sorts of different things from Star Trek to Harry Potter to um a nerd doctor stuff. who yeah all sorts of nerd stuff really cool give them a, give them a check out cool and we'll have a link in the show notes for this episode both on youtube and on the uh podbean once it's finally up on podbean and iHeartRadio. we're on iHeartRadio as of today oh so nice. nice exciting nice. um jack you're the next Yes. Hello, everybody. I'm uh, I'm Jack, also known as Like Near or Like Near Levels, though I'm mainly focusing on my uh, my other account, The People's Ascension, which is primarily a Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition stream, uh, an actual play where me and a bunch of friends get around and uh, go on crazy adventures. Now featuring a lot of uh, undead, soon to be growing more and more exotic than just the standard uh, hordes and whatnot, and zombies. Uh, yeah, you, you can you can find me over at twitch.tv slash the people's ascension every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and I also have a Discord and a Twitter, and you can find all of that over there. Uh, but as for right now, today, I am playing some Star Trek adventures with these lovely people, and I am playing uh, Commander, or I am I had to look at my sheet because it's been two weeks two weeks. I'm playing <laughs> Commander or Ronnie Ambrose, a half alien uh Chief of security and the uh, the number one to our fantastic Captain Page, and I am super excited to see what we get into today. Nice, uh, and as always, you can check us out on Twitter, Twitch, uh, Facebook, all the places that we do stuff. So, um, let's do a recap. Where did we last leave off? Uh, what was Space our whales. last adventure? Space whales, yes. <laughs> indeed. Space whales. Uh. Well, uh, where we last left off was uh, we were investigating strange subspace signals that seemed to be coming from a planet that shouldn't have subspace. When we checked it out, it turns out that there were some kind of uh, space-going life form that was having uh, issues navigating due to uh, interference uh, from the local populace. Um, we uh, kept a low profile and uh, but uh, steered the uh, creatures in the right direction through a combination of telepathy and uh, uh, munchy goodness. Um, Lever engineering. And mm. yeah, and, and uh, we got the um, and we set out uh, for our next adventure. Awesome. Anybody else have anything when I add to the recap, or is that good for everybody? Um, we learned that one of the space whales was pregnant and, um, she gave birth while we were observing her and Eva is fascinated by birth. 
she's fascinated by many things really um and may, we learned that the space whales can warp yeah may have may have made an endorian slightly uncomfortable yes <laughs> yeah. i forgot about that <laughs> we also have a record of their language mm -hmm. uh and may be able to uh you know contact them in the future uh knowing what we know from our uh, our observations Yep, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's about it. Space whales. All right. Does anybody have anything they want to start this session out with, as far as the scene goes, or do we want to jump right into the uh, the intro? Uh, I would definitely like to do a scene. Should we do the? We talked a little about uh, some folks on the crew getting together uh, a game of some kind. Oh yes. We were going to start out this session oh, with man. a game of Tongo yes. with Tong. Tongo with Tong. I wish I remembered that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> two weeks, two weeks. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's start out. We can, we can throw something together pretty quick with this one. So let's go ahead and say that in the enlisted lounge, which we'll do the enlisted lounge. That way we can show another part of the, the ship. Um, the group is together playing uh, some tango. Um, I don't know who all is there other than Tong, who we know is supposedly going to be there because we haven't seen enough Tong and he is amazing. Uh, O'Connor is there. There's Tong. And then we got Rebecca O'Connor. There we go. And Kaz is there. Kaz. We got that one. There we go. Oh, we have a senior officer on yeah. our... Uh... <laughs> On her, oh man! <laughs> if she if she gets a real sense that she, that it's it's enlisted only, she won't. But she's really curious about people and wants to get a feel for as many of the crew as possible. And about uh, so, uh, Yezabeth Chierka. Yezabeth. Then there we go. That should be four people sitting around the table playing tango. Um, obviously, we don't need to do much for actually playing tango. Uh, Unless you guys really want to roll. No. So there you go. Whoops. Uh, okay, sure. Uh, so for anybody unfamiliar with Tonga, which was basically featured in Deep Space Nine, it's this, this large table, kind of like a, a roulette wheel, but a lot larger and has this big uh, big brazier or just pot in the center where you, where you throw in some latinum strips. And it's basically a, a card game that has some level of roulette-style chance to it. Uh, I don't know if the rules were ever all that well expanded on outside of, you know, just what they showed in the episodes. Uh, but it's, it's basically Ferengi Monopoly, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, uh, there, there are a couple of places online you can find the rules, but they're not, they're not very good. I've tried. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I imagine... Uh, Unless, unless anybody thinks differently, that this is probably something uh, Tong set up. Uh, let, let me move. Uh, let me move this over here. This is probably something Tong set up, and probably something that was just posted uh, on main, mainly whatever intership communications that mainly the the junior officers use. And I think it's just uh, just Cass's own curiosity that has. Uh, that's, that has found their way to this otherwise junior junior officers. Actually, table. if I can retcon a little bit, I think I would it would make a lot more sense uh, <clears throat> to bring 
Counselor Dominguez Vega, who is a specialist in games and psychology rather than hey, games. Ah, okay. That, that, I'm looking that, uh, to see. Have we seen Vega at all yet? He was in the medical department meeting. I think he like okay. said one thing, and that otherwise that's been it so far. That's right. Yeah. There okay. you go. Uh, yeah. So so Tong is probably at at the head of this round table. Uh, pro probably uh, what's the word fabricated or whatnot? A, a chair that is just slightly larger than everybody else's. Uh, he has one of those. Uh, if, if you remember from, I think it was mainly on uh, on Next Generation, the bed sheets were these like real sleek, shimmery, shiny, uh, almost oil-like uh, sheets. He probably has like a gold version of that draped over like the back of the chair to make it look super ostentatious. <laughs> um, and there are actually little uh, gold strips lined up at everybody's seat. Uh, and of course, uh, we'll we'll, pro we'll probably start in media race, and we're just I'm just spinning the the table. <clears throat> uh, yeah, but but Tong uh, actually actually fabricated some some gold strips because gold is is easily you know replicated. It's the latinum inside that's actually worth something. Uh, so at at the beginning, uh, he'll, he'll probably be uh, he'll he'll be like welcome welcome yes yes hello thank you thank you for joining me today this is going to be so much fun this is going to be great I have a great game uh, from from Ferenginar. I think you will all enjoy it if you have not played before I managed to synthesize some of these uh, well they're not latinum I could only synthesize the gold because you know we don't really have latinum on here uh, not really sure what the point is but I really don't understand what the point of those little plastic circles are that other card games use but you people like to you know have things to throw in the cup so I I made I made those anyway you all know the rules right and i toss in a strip and shout evade and just spin the wheel <laughs> <laughs> learn as you go <laughs> o'connor picks up one of the the strips and looks at it with appreciation nice she looks remarkably more relaxed than we've seen her um, so far and very excited Dominguez Vega clear, uh, may still be carrying a pad with the rules on it, but he's clearly checked them out. And it calls out he wants to leverage the buy-in and throws in a couple strips. This guy knows what he's doing. Watch out for this guy. Elizabeth uh, looks uh, very nervous uh, and uh, uncomfortable with uh, the, the entire situation. Um, she's going to say, uh, yeah, I'll do what he did. Connor will follow suit. You guys go around the table a couple times and, and you know, pass, evade, um, confront uh, another evasion. and Index the exchange. Indexing the exchange <laughs> and all the things that Ferengi do. And, and uh, uh, the first hand goes, obviously, to Tong. Uh, you're pretty sure he may have been cheating, although does he cheat? He's, it's hard to say, you know, Ferengi. But uh, uh, Frankie will tell you they never cheat. After a couple of hands, it becomes clear that Yezabeth does not know how to play and is too afraid to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and Dominguez Vegas keeping up a, a low key stream of chatter, trying to distract people enough so that 
they're not thinking about the fact that the psychologist is watching them play. <laughs> Connor is all in and um, not probably giving Tong a, a decent bit of challenge. Okay. Okay. If no one else has anything they want to get specifically from that, when we uh, we get a chance to see the the game go on for a little while, a couple of, a couple of hands, and uh, um, it ends with uh, um, a few rounds go by, and then and then you find that Vega has been obviously uh, um, learning your tells the entire time, and lays down a confront and uh, surprises Tong with one last hand. Um, and then we can cut to the intro. We'll go ahead and do that. broken don't fix it go ahead brian whichever one you want to do first space the final frontier it's through our exploration that we learn about the universe each other and ourselves uh, these are the voyages of the starship europa its mission to explore new life and new civilizations wherever we may find them stardate 53975.2 the europa has entered the nullist sector Starfleet has been attempting to map the mysterious region for nearly a year. More than half uh, a dozen probes have been launched into the sector, uh, but the observations have uh, been lost. The, observa the observers have lost all contact with all of them. Uh, each probe has sent a final Garbo transmission before the signal was lost. Our mission is to locate the cause of the probe's disappearance as well as hopefully get some idea of what is out here yeah i I'm, i deleted a space in there it's supposed to be observer stations but yeah you got it <laughs> all right um so you enter in the system uh the first thing you find in your sensors that it's is is that it is a um a, a fairly vast region of space um uh, uh minimize where's the minimize button nope minimize um, and it's almost nebulous. It's, uh, there is, it's not really a full on nebula, but there's a lot of dust and particles in the region, um, that obscure sensors. Um, we're going to add the effect, uh, that will go forward of, um, it's a regional condition of sensor, uh, reduced sensors, essentially. Um, it just adds one difficulty to all sensor tasks due to the amount of debris in the region. Shouldn't really affect Europa all that much. Um, but yes, uh, on the bridge, 
you've got the the basic studies and whatnot going on and um uh what do you guys want to do first i know there's not i didn't give you a whole lot of information but yeah so h is on the bridge and he's considering the situation he's gonna just muse out loud i think uh to everybody uh who's on the bridge uh what do you say we send out a probe and see what happens to it maybe we can track down whatever might be happening to him the things hungry for probes captain maybe we should send out a couple so they can track each other if we lose one we still get some data not a bad idea uh, that'll especially it'll be especially interesting if they all disappear at once. It would be disturbing, but interesting. Well, it sounds sounds like a plan. Uh, if you could uh, put that, if uh, if you could go ahead and uh, send out those probes, uh, Lieutenant, that'll take care of it. Right away, sir. Okay, go ahead and throw me a. Uh, um science and sensors of some sort whatever role you want to whatever you think is most appropriate for for what you're doing and the ship will assist with sensors and uh science okay uh reason or control what do you like uh either makes sense control is fine if you want to control the the probes more directly but reason is fine too if you're just trying to throw them out there and see what kind of information you can get let's go with control to start Okay. Uh, focus, nothing useful, it looks like, so let's just roll and see what happens. Uh, your difficulty is uh, one because of the sensor dampening. The, okay. The sensor dampening effect, I should say. Two successes, Two successes. and the ship rolls for zero successes and a 20. Oh, off to a good start. Off to a good start there, Eva. <laughs> uh, clearly, the sensor dampening effect is uh, more than Eva thought it was going to be. Um, the uh, The probe goes out. Uh, both probes go out, I should say. And they, they get a certain distance from the ship, uh, several thousand kilometers. Uh, and one of them begins... what. Uh, as it gets far, as it gets into that the, the an area of space, it it um, the information begins to get very garbled, and then it just stops. And the probe, you can still see it on sensors, but it blinks out shortly thereafter. And the second probe does the same thing in almost the exact same spot, pretty much the exact same spot. Okay, so it's location based. Um. Eva does a, a sweet sensor sweep of the area and uh, tells you that there, uh, the sensors come back saying that there is nothing in that sector. There, it is a it is a sensor dead zone. Can we map the boundaries of the zone so we don't accidentally fall into it? And does it seem to be moving or is it stationary? Uh, it'll take some time to map it and to get that answer for sure. Um, but you can certainly begin mapping it. It's big. Okay. It's Eva tells you that she at at the beginning at the moment though she she's not able to find the direct edge of the sensor anomaly. Well, we know where the probes disappeared. Uh, it seems right. like, it seems prudent that we can go up to shortly before the probes disappeared and we'll be relatively safe. Right. Um, you you do have one question if you want to ask another question because I assume that was not one of your questions. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you have any, if anyone has one, you can ask it. 
there is those garbled transmissions. Perhaps we could clean those up. Hmm. Assuming like our probe sent back uh, the same information. Yes. Good thought. Okay. Um, yeah, you guys uh, start going through the uh, the, the sensor log um, and compare it with the sensor information that you guys got from Starfleet Command's observer stations, because why wouldn't they give that to you? Um, if anyone wants to make a science or engineering test to try to start ungarbling that, you're welcome to do so. Uh, I wouldn't mind going for inside science, maybe. Can I assist with engineering? Sure. Uh, the captain or Ezabeth? Uh, yep, the captain. Okay, sure. He's, he's getting a, a little hands-on. Sure. So. Okay, let me see if I've got, I don't have anything. Oh, I've got studios. Um, but I'm not going to be spending momentum. So let's just roll and see what happens. I failed. The ship also failed. Good lord. I didn't. I didn't roll. That's odd. Okay, let's try that again. Well, you succeeded. Cass is, <laughs> Cass is going to carry the team today. Cass, Cass had her coffee today. The Cass show. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, you get some information back from the logs and comparing it. takes It takes you a little bit of time to do to to, to get the information um, and filter it all through. Um, but basically, what you find is that the sensor logs from the uh, from the probes right near the end of their transmission. It's actually um, a lot of it, it's it's a uh, an elongated transmission. So it's actually uh, in the span of a, of a few seconds, you actually got about two or three hours worth of transmission um so it's some kind of some kind of time shifting effect has caused that um the information uh that you get shows that there is clearly an event horizon something is on the other side of that event horizon um and the analysis begins to show what you can only begin to describe as a schwarzschild black hole um which those of you who are science nerds uh, or Andorians would know that there is that those are not natural phenomenon. They cannot exist in nature. Cass uh, will pass that on to the captain of the bridge crew. How are those different from normal black holes? They are static. They are non-rotational black holes. They are mm -hmm. just holes that suck up space basically kind of so so when we put on our view screen we don't see stars we see black actually you see right around where the event horizon was you actually see a lot of the dust particles which is not atypical of looking at a black holes event horizon on a, on a linear plane so you're on a similar plane to the black holes event horizon okay it's a it's a weird phenomenon that would happen in a static black hole Again, though, these things don't exist in nature. So um, these are something that Starfleet has never encountered before. Cas roll an insight science to get some clues about them? Sure. Uh, and again, she does not have a useful focus. Yes, could you ask um, uh, Ensign Jerica to uh, tune the sensors? You might be able to calibrate to, to get some more precise readings. Oh, that's a good idea, Captain. Absolutely. Uh, and some Jerrica to the bridge, please. Uh, Jer uh, Jerrica will come up uh, poker-headed and then 
Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you need? How can you? Well, we are looking at a static black hole, but we're getting a lot, obviously, a lot of fair bit of sensor noise. Uh, any chance you could give us a fine tuning, clean some of this up a little bit? Yeah, I see what you're saying. We need to look for what's not there instead of what is there. I, I can do that. That's fantastic. Still nothing. Um, Eva did give you an assist this time and it actually worked. So you got what, two successes there and Eva got one. So that's three. Yeah. Difficulty was uh, still zero. Uh, sorry, still one. Uh, so you get two questions. Um, you are beginning to map the, the region of the space that this anomaly is in. Eva tells you it's pretty big. Um, I mean, it's not on a galactic, uh, it's not on a, on a, uh, it's on a planetary size rather than a, a system size, but it's still very large. Is there anything that's been speculated could create one of these? Um, that's a good question. I didn't think that one out. Um, yes, there are a few Romulans. thoughts. Romulans, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that, was, that was my thought. Um, there is a, 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 the idea that these could be created during um, certain type of laboratory conditions. In fact, they may have been created um, during testing of uh, like super collider type testing or mm -hmm. when trying to do quantum uh, uh, trying, trying to measure quantum uh, um, time variables. I, I, it's very complicated to get into what they're actually testing for, but yes, they can be manually created on a very small scale. Um, the largest one that Starfleet has ever known to be created in a laboratory was uh, about the size of a molecule of hydrogen. On this uh, scale, nothing is it. There, there's no idea what we could do on this scale. I, I have a question, which, yeah. uh, of course, people are free to shoot down. Uh, you said there's a whole bunch of dust and other small particulate in this system, sector, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Could we determine the volume of that and see if uh, there is enough collected volume that would equal planets or something large enough to have a, a science station on it? Sure. Right there with you. Yep. Right. Something that existed at one time. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, sure. Um, the particulate matter in the entire system that you're in would what would probably come up to about the size of a medium-sized moon. So it really wouldn't be quite um, planetary scale. Close, but not quite. And we're, so, we're not in a system. There's no sun? There's no we're sun. There's no, yeah, there's no sun. There's no planets. It's, it's kind of a sector of space. Okay. Um, uh, so, you are also detecting that there appears to be a number of, um, where did I see them? Hang on. Um, tetrion particles in the system, an unusual number of tetrion particles in the system. Romulans. <laughs> it's chronotons for, for Romulans. I was, okay. Tetrions are a subspace particle. Yes. Do you detect any kind of uh, alloy metals in the uh, alloy metals uh, within the dust? Uh, if so, that might indicate uh, something man-made was here at one point. A station, a research station, or something. Do we? Uh, yes. Yeah. There are okay. definitely some 
uh, alloys uh, of particles of alloys in the system. Um, they are uh, unusual alloys. They are not something that Starfleet uses. They're not used by Klingons or any of the known uh, major races of the Alpha Quadrant. But there are definitely some alloyed metals. Mm -hmm. uh, so. Remind me if I if I'm just blanking here. If we somehow skipped over it, mm -hmm. uh, you said when we got that transmission back, it was a uh, you know a, a shrunken transmission because right. of time dilation and whatnot. Right. Did we you know draw that out and figure out what it was? Yes. Or we still need to do that. No, you 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 drew it out, and that's what you got was that it was time dilation, which is not atypical again of getting close to a black hole when you have the time compression of. But Essentially, what information if, was in that transmission. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, was it radio? Was it you know astrological data? Yada yada. Uh, you get all the major sensor data that you would normally get. So you've got radiological data. You've okay. got um, visual sensor data. Uh, the one of the things you pick up in the signal of the probes, though, is that the tetrion signal that the tetrions. Uh, the tetron particles that are in the area appear to be heavily concentrated in a, uh, in a, in a, they clearly are escaping from the event horizon, which is not a thing that normally things should be able to do unless they can travel faster than light. Um, which tetron particles generally can't. Also, they're technically a, uh, subspace, you really only see them when there's a problem with subspace anyways. But yeah, that's you don't get a whole lot more than that because once it can't passes the event horizon, the data can't get out anymore. So you're getting this time dilation of it going in to the um, into the anomaly, right. uh, and the the information that you get is fairly consistent with what you would expect from a, a, a time dilation from going into a black hole. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, what if we modify a probe uh, so that it contains either? Uh, some kind of quantum communication or subspace communication so that way it would be able to escape the event horizon. Some sort of FTL communication? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's theoretically possible. I like it. All right. Well, um, Engineering want to build us one? Theoretically. Yeah, Jericho, uh, we'll get right on it. Um, but as Jorad, I would like to, since this is a plan and he is good with plans, um, I would like to uh, roll to apply advantage. Sure. Okay. Uh, command plus, uh, would you say presence or reason? Um, presence probably since you're trying to command other people to to, to give them their your benefit your your wisdom and knowledge. That's mm -hmm. what two or is that one? Uh, that is one. Okay. Um, so uh, it's up to you if that's enough to apply an advantage. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, so Elizabeth is going to try. Well, Elizabeth and anyone else from engineering that is going to assist. Um can attempt to modify one of the probes with an FTL form of communication. Um, to do that, I'm gonna say that you have uh, essentially a, uh, just for simplified terms, we're gonna do this just really easy. We're gonna do this as a, a, as a um, extended task, but without the complicated extended task rules. You just guys have to, you guys have to get a, a grand total of four advantages. Uh, you can do as many times, you can roll as many times as you need to roll to get that. 
but each roll will take about an hour of time. Okay. Just super simplified extended task rules. <laughs> sure. Uh, is anyone assisting? Well, if it's a if it's an extended task, it makes sense for everybody to do their own role. Um, uh, can I use two momentum or three mom uh, three momentum to do two extra dice? And let me. Sounds good. Ouch. Yeah. Still not great. That is still three successes though. Oh, and one of them is within her. Uh, do, 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 do. Hold on. And the damn. Come on, Eva. <laughs> okay. Um, so you got three successes. Is that one not a, not a, uh, I assume a focus didn't apply. Uh, the focus does apply. Well, it's, would you say a focus of sensors would apply? Yeah, sure. All right. Then it does apply. And, uh, so it, I also have dedicated focus, uh, which, uh, I, we get one bonus momentum. Gotcha. So you have one momentum back and you succeed. Um, all right. It takes you about an hour to, to get it set up, but uh, uh, you can definitely set that up. In the meantime, while you were doing that, um, Kaz, you notice that uh, um, Eva is uh, drawing a, a considerable amount of resources um, to a particular sensor module. Um and appears to be doing something on her own at the moment, which is, you know, somewhat not totally unusual, but something to think about. <laughs> Eva, what you working on? Lieutenant, I am detecting what I believe may be a signal from within the black hole, from beyond the event horizon. Fascinating. Uh, what sort of what sort of signal? What what frequencies? What are you getting? I am not certain. There appears to be a Tetrion carrier wave that is emanating from the black hole. It appears oh. to be, if I were to guess, I would say it appears to be some sort of distress signal. Can we uh, hook it through the Universal Translator or something like that to try to get some more information out of it? Uh, we can certainly attempt it. Well, let's see what we can get. That's fascinating. Um, she starts running things through the universe translator and, and uh, um, is getting a slow results. It'll take about an hour, about the same amount of time it takes for Esabeth to get the um, uh, probe finished. So you now have the probe ready to go whenever the captain is ready to use that. You also have, uh, um, let's see. Yeah. Um, as you go farther, as, as, as the time passes and, and the things begin going through the translator, um, you begin to see the signal appears to be uh, of Federation origin, but it is difficult to tell more than that because of the Tetrion 
Tetrions are not really designed to carry messages. So it's kind of a really weird way of doing things. Captain, did you did you get any reports that might have been too confidential to tell us about, about a Federation presence out here? I would not want my officers to go in not having all the, the information they need. Um, this might be related to the missing ships we were informed of, about at the briefing. Um, could be the Bellerophon or uh, uh, any number of ships who've gone to who disappeared. Fascinating. I'm going to either, either way, this means we have to get them out. Absolutely, if, sir. If they're still alive, or yeah, or at least determine if they are still there. I, uh, the signal is coming from beyond the event horizon. Correct. Correct. I threw a a, a quick note in the chat there so you guys want to see that in the in the uh, fantasy grounds chat just some more science information something that that, that was that was more in character yes uh, if 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 this signal is coming from beyond the event horizon that that's it right correct well cass <laughs> If something if something is managing to They're get gone. a signal through, uh, and it's an active signal now, they it's conceivable that they're not when or where they are, whether it's in our time or our universe or some other universe. I have no idea. But if we're getting something and it's current and it's subspace, something somewhere, sir. Well, how can it be? current if it's being subjected to such high time dilation okay oh Seely, uh if it's a tetrion carrier wave it's coming through subspace would it be subject to the time dilation or not uh anything that is per anything that would be going faster than the speed of light could escape the event horizon theoretically however uh it's hard to say how subspace and black holes interact we don't really you know it's a it's a it's a questionable thing um, when you use warp, you don't suffer time dilation for going faster than the speed of light because of the warp field itself. So it's possible yeah. to go faster than the speed of light without incurring the time dilation penalties. But even in warp, ships can't can't move through black holes, right? Black holes have been a problem for Starfleet. Theoretically, yes. They have been... Yes, a standard black hole is absolutely a problem for 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 Starfleet. Like just just opening a, a warp bubble would not allow us to go in and fish them out. Right. Correct. Gotcha. Right. Well, so this is unknown territory, sir. Yeah. But I don't think we can rule anything out at this point. This is this is I don't know if it's unique, but it's certainly unusual. Is hmm. there any way we could figure out how deep they are, or how? old the transmission is i suppose both would be the same with time dilation and all of that there or might maybe be it doesn't have time to, dilation subspace I'd... yeah there might be some way to see if we can benchmark the tetrion signal against the time dilated data we got from the probes see if we can use them as a bit to compare each other i'm not sure well, that makes sense if we if we know the degree of time dilation we should be able to extrapolate that's what i'm thinking captain you, a shot. you do have a probe now that has ftl communication 
I may be getting ahead of myself, but with this probe, could we park it just at the event horizon? Do we, are we, do we have enough precise control to be able to do that? Maybe we could use it as a relay. That's a terrific idea, sir. Relay for what exactly? Whatever's on the inside. Whoever's in there. Wouldn't it need to know about the probe in order to relay with it directly? Well, perhaps we could, as a relay, uh, transmit our own hail to them. I, mm. I, I'm not a science officer. I, I'm just spitballing here. The message would get sucked into the black hole. We wouldn't be able to confirm if they heard us, but it'd be worth a try. Yeah, and if the transmission coming back out is live or near live, we'll be able, we should be able to detect that through the probe. We, we, we can't, can we respond on this same Chetrion based carrier wave? Or would we have to respond using our own normal signals? If so, we would have to drastically elongate any message we send in there or truncate. How does that work? Which way is it going? <laughs> Compress, I think, because it's going to get expanded. Because it's going to get, ex yeah. Sounds, sounds like uh, we could do it, um, whether it'll be detected or not. Depends on their status, but we can at least drop them a line. Getting that set up, sir. I think it's a wonderful idea. Okay. Excellent. Let's continue with the FTL probe, though. We can use another probe as a relay. That way we have, uh, we aren't putting all our eggs in one basket. I thought we needed the FTL communication for the relay to work. Yeah. That, that, oh, was, that was my fault. Oh, I thought you wanted the probe outside of the event horizon. You meant I was thinking just at the edge, just on the, I don't know how precise we can get here. Okay. I, but if we could get that on the event horizon, maybe you know half in, half out. I don't know if that works. There would there be gravi gravitational shearing. I don't know. But and even yeah, even if the data that comes back to us is time dilated, we'll be still we should still be able to send that tetrion signal through and then get it back and de and recompress it. You yeah, can I also just create more FTL probes. It's not like it was a finite resource. True. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it's if it's in the event horizon, it's going to get sucked in because that's what the event horizon is. Uh, mm -hmm. So, but close, uh, yeah, um, yeah. You would have to in order to in order for it to be able to do what you want to do, you'd have to get it just the other side of the event horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means it's getting sucked in, but it could serve as a relay until it, it, it hits the uh, uh, the source of the gravity. The ideal thing here is if it, if it the, the, the science behind it would be if you cross the black hole, if you cross the event horizon, which the event horizon is the point where light can no longer escape. Mm -hmm. um, if you're moving faster than the speed of light, something should theoretically be able to escape that. Um, so the FTL communication should be able to re reply, should be able to provide information from beyond the event horizon. So we'd lose the probe but keep the data. Theoretically, that is correct. Which Assuming, is yes, that is, that is correct. Yeah, which is why we're using a probe in the first place. Right. So yeah. um, let's let's be about it. All right, you launched the probe. Mm -hmm. 
Right, give me another science roll. Reason and science with the computer also assisting. Anyone else right. that wants to assist can. I think my plan of action would probably apply to this. Sure. So uh, you would get an advantage, plus you would generate it. Uh, if, if you succeed, you generate two bonus momentum. Oh, look at that. Europa finally helped. Ooh. All right, hey. Eva. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we're at four, plus the bonus momentum from the captain, right? And you said you created advantage, so the difficulty was was zero. Zero. Uh, that, that overcomes the, sen- the the sensor dampening effect of all mm-hmm. the stuff. So you've got five, six, five. You have five momentum to spend our or save at your at your discretion. Um, when the uh, as the uh, probe crosses the event horizon uh, and is using the FTL communication, the FTL comms. Um, you note that uh, due to the fact that it is using a subspace carrier wave, um, it is not subject to the time dilation at, uh, as it passes the event horizon. Um, when it arrives inside of the anomaly, uh, the the readings go kind of um, abnormal. Uh, the signal appears to be... Uh, hard to explain how this actually works with a signal but okay so this essentially what's happening now is you're getting uh um a a flash forward of uh um a single space a single point in space you are watching a single point in space um evolve very quickly very rapidly like there are the stars are moving very fast the um the, the things in the region that you're seeing are very very quick um but this it's a single point in space that you're seeing the entire time. The signal from the uh, um, the Tetrion signal, essentially, you are picking that up on the probe, um, and it appears to be uh, I, I'm not sure the word is active, but essentially, uh, it appears to be moving its way through time. <laughs> it's hard to explain. Um, so I when mean, you say a single point in space, I assume you you don't mean a one-dimensional point. Correct. What what is the volume of which we are seeing, and does it follow the time dilation we would expect? Um, it does not follow the time dilation you would expect, and it is roughly the size of whatever the sensor package on the shuttle could be on the on the sensor on the probe could detect. So it's a full the full range scan, but the sensor okay. the probe itself is not moving, even though you would expect it to be moving. Um, it has apparently stopped moving once it has crossed that that barrier. And it's de- detecting some sort of volume that is moving through time. Correct. But not as fast as you would expect it to move, given that it's beyond the event horizon of singularity. Correct. It's moving fast, but not fast enough. Correct. It is okay. not It is not moving at uh, crush you with gravity speeds uh, sort of thing. Right. Hmm. And we don't have a sense of how big a volume that is. It's just whatever can be detected. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who are curious, this is the science where it works. Um, hmm? This is what the probe basically comes back with, a Penrose diagram. Um, the blue lines are space. I'm sorry. The blue lines are, yeah, space. And the pink lines are time. 
Um, and you can see as 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 you've crossed the event horizon, the 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 uh, the space has changed the direction with time. So you're always moving in the direction of the arrows. Uh, that doesn't change when the event horizon has passed. So now what's basically happening from what you're what what Kaz is detecting and what you can come up with from uh, Eva is that the probe is in a static place in space, but is moving through time as if it were moving through space normally. That makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah, you've essentially flipped time and space on the interior of the singularity. Hmm. That's some real shit right there. <laughs> I, I assume it, it, I'm 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 imagining that Cass brings up this diagram on one of the uh, one of the Elcar panels, and Ambrose is just like, <laughs> as it clearly shows, sir. Right. Oh, it it makes perfect sense to Jory at Hage. Obviously. Brian doesn't get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I did warn that I watched too many science videos. My this is if this doesn't come out well, my bad. <laughs> yeah, this is totally cool. So theoretically with this, would we be able to leave the event horizon under our own power? Theoretically, because you can travel faster than the speed of light, you should be able to leave the event horizon. You should be able to to, to escape the event horizon, theoretically. Wouldn't pink be distance? Because it's moving towards infinite distance, and blue is moving from infinite past to infinite future? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Okay. So, so pink is time, blue is space. What are those arrows? The direction that things flow. It only can flow in one direction, right? Because we're linear creatures. Right. From from past to future. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got you. But you can move through space as you see fit. So. Right. Yeah. So yeah, would infinite can... distance encompass things outside of the singularity? Theoretically. So we to we could use this as a wormhole. Theoretically. Interesting. Um, that is also so. If you're looking at infinite distance, that's the that's the expansion of the universe as it expands out. Um, it's a, you know we have we are living in an expanding universe that is an expanding. Mm -hmm. That's what that is referring to. Um, and the reason that you can't really ever reach the edge of the future cosmic horizon is because of the the lack of FTL. You guys have FTL mm -hmm. theoretically. You could do it. It would take super duper long time, but you could theoretically do it. When future. What would the future cosmic horizon look like, theoretically? Like, I'm, I, I suppose I'm asking if we were to, if we were on this graph in the middle, yeah, uh, we enter, but we were to go uh, immediately northeast. Sure. What would be the end result? Both. Uh, what, what, what does that line represent? The future cosmic horizon. Uh, so essentially, it is the boundary of the universe, the the known barrier of the universe um okay it is it is where things exist and where things do not exist um and we can reach that at any point in time from very tiny universe near the big bang to very large universe when everything kind of correct just dependent on how where you are in the space-time array um yeah. when you're moving left or right on this you're that's where time dilation begins to happen so if you're moving to the left towards the event horizon, you start you start experiencing time dilation. If you're moving the other direction, you start experiencing time dilation as well, um, in the other direction. The again though, because of warp, 
you don't experience a time dilation, so you really only move up and down in space. You never really move through time. You never experience time dilation when you're using warp. It, it defeats the whole idea of of how how traveling faster than light actually works. So that takes the any win off the table, but leaves us with anywhere. Right. Okay. Cool. So. Based on this graph, it seems like it, it would be very predictable. Theoretically. Yeah. You could detect. The only difference is that once you cross over the horizon, you are now, you're now dealing with a, a, a variation in time. The time and, time and space reverse. So you, if you're traveling forward on that scale, you're moving forward in time and not. Uh, you're moving. Not distance. Right. You're not moving in distance. You're moving in time. So if you're warping in that atmosphere, in that environment, you are staying in one spot, but you're moving forward through time at an extremely high rate of speed. Does that make sense? Okay. I'll buy it. So, dist so distance equals time. Right. Mm. There's a, there's a space-time inversion once you're inside there, essentially. So then you being under our normal form of propulsion, once you pass the event horizon we would not be able to physically move. Correct. You'd be in a physical place and time, a physical space moving through time. So if I'm understanding this correctly, what we're looking for is probably just on the other side of this event horizon, like the probe, but it's probably really, 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 really old. Potentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the 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 axis for for infinite future and past is inavigable. Essentially, they would be event horizons, just like the event horizon you're looking at now. If you were to cross them, you don't know what you would find, but it would function essentially the same as an event horizon. Mm -hmm. It is the event horizon of the cosmic future. You can't see past it because light can't go past that. Because light doesn't go fast enough to go past that. So we just need to be a temporal tow truck. Basically. But this under, and I'm dropping back into, into Ambrose mm -hmm. now. We don't have temporal capabilities. We get around with warp technology, which kind of cheats our way out of it, but mm -hmm. we, we can move in distance outside of this black hole, but, we, but that propulsion, that physical propulsion would equate to time on the inside. So I would think we would need to find a way to travel through time here on the outside, which would translate to distance, distance on, the on the inside. So how do we travel, presumably, backwards in time? Well, it seems to me that if, time, if distance equals time, if we reverse, would that reverse time? So if we... Enter, isn't, isn't that what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, if we enter the range of the anomaly, we identify whatever is in there, and we then track it or attach to it somehow, and back up, we back, we back it back to the time at which it went in in the first place. Yes, that is correct. But if we apply physical propulsion to assuming the Europa connected by a physical object that goes into the black hole, any movement, physical movement beyond the event horizon equates to time. Right. Right. 
That's so how we can haul it. We would essentially be going into the future or the past, uh, mm -hmm. and then uh, when we return, when we uh, reverse course, we would be changing it back to the current time. Right. Sure. Yes. That is that is correct. I think what Ambrose is trying to get at though is how do you actually get out of the black hole because right. you're not you're actually moving, moving through space at all. Yeah. Right. You're not going to be physically moving. You're going to be chronologically. Moving. You would be you would be following that pink line all the way back to the essentially the infinite. Um, well, let, let, maybe maybe Jack is not understanding what what you two are saying. Yeah. It, it sounds like you're saying let's just shoot a tractor cable over there and pull them out. I was say I was thinking we'd go in there. Yeah. I don't want there. to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> you guys could take a shuttle pod. <laughs> well, listen, Ambrose, if he didn't want to go into black holes, <laughs> you, know, you should have joined. You're on the wrong ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we, well, something that maintains a warp field needs to go in and something that's got the strength to tow out whatever might be on the other side. We're presuming it's one or more Starfleet ships. Yeah. So it's probably going to be us. Yeah, if it's we wouldn't be able, a shuttle wouldn't be enough uh, to track her. Um, I no. I do think we have to send the whole ship. Can we test this theory? Could we test this with the probe? Right. The idea we could use a shuttle pod to try to tractor the probe out before we commit all of the Europa to this endeavor. That's would, a great idea. It would make sense. Probe, it would depend if the probe has FTL travel. If it does, we would just need to expand the warp bubble around it. Yeah. I assume you sent a probe that has FTL. I don't see why we wouldn't. I don't yep. see why you wouldn't. Isn't that what we just did? That was FTL communication. Communication. Got you. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 it, it wouldn't be an FTL probe. It would be an FTC probe. Yes, yeah, but you could certainly like, do, you could certainly do both. I mean, you could, there are probes that have more capabilities. So yeah. yeah. I feel like Chierko would just go that extra mile. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? You've got lots of them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's uh, let's give that a try. Where we we get the probe back, um, we'll try and give it the command to return to ship, and see if it, uh, it using exactly the same course it used to get into it. Okay. Because if it's stable, that should work. I like it. Under the probe's own power and not using a shuttle. Right, right. Travel. I got what you're going for. It is reversing okay. course back through the anomaly. That's what you're trying to get it to do, right? Yes. Yeah. That would certainly be a simple solution. Right. At FTL. Yep. Okay. The, cap the probe is capable of warp five. Um, as uh, so, the, the, the information you gain uh, from the sensors, um, the probe does not appear to be moving at all in space. It appears to again still be standing in that sta same static position in space, but you are seeing a reverse of all of the things that you've already seen go by it go the other direction. So essentially you're now seeing it go backwards in time. So you're seeing a great deal. You're actually, mm -hmm. after a little while, you see the other probes enter into the system mm -hmm. um, and go past it. Uh, then a few more probes go past it over time uh, and it continues to go backwards in time. Well, fascinating. Not a solution to the problem, but fascinating. Right. It, it doesn't have the capability to move Physically, time, which would Through translate space. into space, right? Right. Uh, is it showing any of the other starships? Uh, it does not. Um, no. Did Did we tell it to reverse at warp five? 
I think we. You can vary the warp speed if you want to. Yeah, I would. I would assume we did tell it to do it at, at warp. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but that didn't work. It, it's still yeah. traveling through time rather than space. Right, and it does appear to be relative to the amount of warp that it is going. So if it is going at warp five, it is moving through time faster than it is, as if it were moving at warp one. Okay. If only we could reverse time, then we could reverse uh, distance. Isn't that what I said? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, that's going to be Ambrose's yeah. catchphrase this episode. Temporal um, mechanics. <laughs> um, I mean, presumably, if we simply wait here, this is showing us the past. It, I mean, that in a local area. Obviously, we should work on solving this problem, but while we wait, we should stay connected to this. Yeah, we're getting great data. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Because data. we may be able to, depending on how old this thing is, we may be able to travel back to its creation. <coughs> yeah, yeah. And then it would just pop out. Right? Theory? Yeah. Theoretically. But this thing could be ancient. And at warp five, who knows how long it would take. But yes, we, we need a way to travel chronologically backwards in time in our universe that's that's essentially its own sort of pocket universe at this point right it operates under different physical laws directly proportionally inverted physical laws possibly yeah what happens if we toss a probe in there that is physically tethered to a shuttle and then try to physically pull the probe back out. It would still be moving through distance and therefore time. You're talking about having it on one end of the... Right. Yeah. That would be weird. That would have an incredible amount of gravitational shearing. Yeah. I don't... I don't yeah. We don't have a substance that would be able to hold that. Trying to pull mm. something through the event horizon of a black hole physically, yeah. But this Tetrion carrier wave we found, we've determined it's art, it's man-made, it's artificial. Correct. Right? Correct. So the, somebody the, in there is trying to communicate. We know that Tetrion waves are able to move uh, physically. Um, so if we were to do some kind of Tetrion tuning to the engines, they could uh, they could theoretically be immune from the time dilation. Yeah, the, the FTC that you guys have coming out of there using subspace is not affected by time dilation currently. You are getting real-time, what you assume is real-time data. Right. But we're not said... using the carrier wave. Not using the carrier wave, just using standard subspace communication. Right. Which means subspace has some sort of factor in going in there now pretty much all ship to ship communication in in star trek is ftl have we yeah. have we tried just hailing the singularity what happens if we just send out a, a, a broad spectrum signal in there yeah we should do that and we should also maybe send in another probe to do it on the other side just to see what happens We okay. can give it a shot. Um, I don't know if it's going to 
do anything, but we can give it a shot. Ouch. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, one ping, Mr. Priscelli. One ping only, please. <laughs> Uh, so you're going to send out a, a broad spectrum FTL communication at the anomaly, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so you do so. Uh, and after a few minutes, Eva starts to, um, the, the, the main console station that Cass is looking at begins to function uh, the lights begin moving much faster as if, you know, like like it does on Data's head when he's doing stuff, you know. Um, she is definitely working at something after after you've sent the FTL communication. Eva, got anything for us? The Tetron carrier wave has altered its message. I am still unable to um, decode it entirely. But I have a suspicion that whatever it is on the other side of that has received our communication. Fascinating. Well, that's, that's a step forward. We know they're there and they know we're here. And presumably they're trying to figure out what to do as much as we are. Kaz, give me, uh, since you're sitting there at the computer, give me a... Give me an insight and science roll. I'm going to say your difficulty is going to be... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say the difficulty is going to be three, but I'm going to okay. use a chit to make it four, because I don't know why I wouldn't just make it four, but I'm going to made it three. <laughs> uh, focus in computer systems or universal translators? Uh, computer systems, I'll allow. Okay. And anybody mind if I spend a die? No. So I've got cautious science and studious. So change that to a three. And I'll reroll that 20. Nice. Okay. All right. Um, looking at the, the signal that Eva is working through, you begin to notice a pattern. Um, the pattern looks extremely similar to the Europa's comm signals. Oh, right. Of course it does. Hmm. So it's our own message being reflected back at us. Or our own message to us from some other time after we screwed something up and crossed the event horizon. Right. Probably saying stay out of the black hole. Yeah, it's me on the other side of this thing. <laughs> I told you so. Isn't this what I was just talking about? That's <laughs> what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> it uh, might not, that might not actually be it. Um, I mean, it, I, I think it is us. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with that. But it might not be a warning to stay away. And the possibility that this could have be a be a consistent method of infinite travel anywhere is too tempting to pass up. We do need to investigate this more. Oh, I completely agree, sir. 
Worst case, we know we survive whatever stupid thing we do. I think that I do think that tetrion waves are the key to this because the the tetrions obviously modified the comm signal enough that it was able to travel out. I think we could do the same thing to our engines. I think if we modified the engines through tetrions, it would allow us to move normally within the event horizon. Makes sense to me with my three engineering. <laughs> move normally within the event horizon. He means normally within space on the other side of the event right. horizon. That's Which it. means we would not be moving through time. But if we controlled the amount of tetrions, we could adjust it and theoretically have the best of both worlds. Because we know that the warp factor the probe is traveling at has a temporal, makes a temporal difference. So it's got a temporal throttle on it now. Mm -hmm. So I think the captains have onto something that we might be able to do both. It's theoretical science. Think of it as think of it as uh, having a uh, pitch and yaw as well as a uh, uh, left and right. Would the point of impact on this event horizon dictate time? In what regard? If, if we go in, theoretically, if we find a way to move chronologically back in time and, it, it, and therefore can move spatially on the inside of this event horizon, if we go in and immediately back out, we would be at the exact same time. We would go in, time on the outside would essentially stop, we would back up and be just like one second afterwards or something like that. So if we fly to the right. other side of this singularity, it would be a different time. Or if we fly 30 degrees, it would be a different time. Correct. Or if we fly 60 degrees, it would be a different time. Correct. So we need to figure out when this you would, signal yeah. entered the event horizon so we can figure out where, where it entered the event it. horizon yeah. so we yeah. could go there go in and pull them out because we don't want to get in there and then have to move temporally spatially on the inside of the event horizon because then we don't know when we would be coming out out we could come out in the future or the past if we unless we figure out where on this arc time is right. moving yeah you'd That's have really to you, you'd have to find the exact precise moment that you went in to exit <clears throat> on the on the linear scale yes right otherwise you would screw up what timeline you're you know where you're coming out on your own timeline yes Which I think so we'll do. could we is is this is this uh phenomenon i suppose small enough that we could circumnavigate it or would that take years months. uh yeah no you could um eva came back with it was roughly the size of uh what i said small it was a a planet the planetary size i'd say we drop 12 probes at an equidistant mark and draw this out like a clock mm -hmm. i like it i like it too let's make it happen 
are you sending those probes in the event horizon or out of the event horizon? On in, the inside, right? Into the event horizon. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's actually a really good idea. And actually, at that point, we could tell them to reverse at warp five, and we could triangulate exactly where they are all moving. What, uh, I would like to... Or maybe we uh, would have to back the first or forward the forced one back to the time it was. I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. You could definitely do that, yes. do it all? Yeah. Yeah. So they're all on the same time scale. Right. Yeah, I would like to equip at least one of them with a with a possible Tetrion nozzle that would let us uh, that might be able to let us uh, control distance as as well inside. That way, we can test out both theories. At I, yeah, I think we should te test that test that out on a probe at least one. Does that technology exist? We can make it exist. Well, Starfleet. <laughs> Because I, I I know I've fired Tetrion based weaponry before, and it it doesn't cause any time distortion as far as I know. So just using a Tetrion beam wouldn't be enough. Not on its own, but it's it's obvious by the fact that our communication came back Tetrion augmented. That right. For some reason, Tetrions allow something to move inside, because or else we wouldn't have gotten the message. It just would have. Because I right. would assume it would affect waves as well, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the distance effect. So theoretically, the Tetrions freed up at least partial, freed up the message to travel to us outside. Mm -hmm. So theoretically, if we could augment our engines with Tetrions, uh, we, would, we might be able to move. Perhaps adding tetrions into a a, a matter antimatter uh, um, you know whatever interaction. Yeah, yeah. Tetrion cascade, let's call it. Yes, that's a good word. <laughs> into the warp manifold. Um, give me a uh, uh, give me an engineering and. Uh, Something fancy roll. Control engineering? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'd like to do this with Yesbeth. She has astrophysics as a focus. Sure. So I think that might I think, apply. I think daring and engineering sounds the most likely. Okay. She's got daring. Since we have no clue what we're doing here. <laughs> I'm going to step um, off for a second while we roll this stuff. Yeah. I would like to... I would like to give you one threat and spend the two momentum to roll three to roll two additional dice. Sure. I will just take that threat because I won't save. And the ship will assist with whatever I clicked on. Come on, big money. Well, I like the twenty. <laughs> Well, the 13, uh, well, I don't know if that succeeds on the ship. Um, that is a success on the ship, yes. Uh, those are two of them that are within my focus. So that's four. So, nice. yeah, that's four successes. One. Uh, Five and a complication. Five and a complication. Two. All right. Love it. Uh, so you will, uh, um, I will give you back three of those. Um, all right. So far as you're aware, you have created a stable, you believe, uh, 
and in at least in the space you are currently in, uh, you have created a stable reaction using uh, a cascading tetrion um, emission inside of a warp manifold on a probe. Um, it doesn't seem to do a whole lot in this space, but who knows what it will do on the other side. Mm -hmm. So just to be clear, Yezbeth didn't just invent time travel. Not in right. your not in your universe, anyways. Okay. <laughs> um, but it does. The warp field is emitting a a um, a stable tetrion warp bubble, tetrion infused warp bubble. Whatever that whatever we're doing here. Infused is a good word. Infused. So far as you are aware, this should function the way you believe it will function. On the other side of the of, of the wormhole, but not necessarily on on the other side of the horizon. But not it doesn't seem to do anything on this side, right. other Which than it's probably causing some kind of horrible radiation that's going to kill everyone. But it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Give our dear doctor something to do. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's do the 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 clock maneuver where we send the probes in and get a read on, we'll make sure that each of them is emitting a distinct signal. So that way, if if we pick up a signal, we'll know which probe it came from to deduce the route the communications take. Yep, okay. Uh, it doesn't take very long. You guys get that set up in a little over three hours or so, including getting them all deployed uh, and getting the Tetrion uh, field thing set up in engineering. It only takes three hours to circumnavigate the singularity. Yeah, it's only about the, like I said, it's only about the size of a planet. Oh, okay. We've so, got work. Too, okay. So. Yeah. So it wouldn't even necessarily take three hours. It would just that's including making sure your precision is correct, stopping and, and launching, and yeah, stopping and yeah. launching, making sure all your your measurements are exactly precise because you don't want to be okay. off by a degree. You know, mm -hmm. Be, being off by the slightest degree would probably bone you. Mm -hmm. Um. In the yeah, so uh, yes, but the, the the anomaly itself is not very big. Um, probably a large planet, but whatever. Nonetheless, um, you guys are you have set up your your clock. You have got your your uh, one warp capable, uh, or possibly time capable and warp capable, whatever probe. Um, are you going to try to test that out on the other side, or yeah. once we finish with the. Top the clock maneuver. Okay. Um, all right. So you you have the clock all set up, and you're getting telemetry back. Uh, you are also because of the fact that you've now circumnavigated and entered the um, the the anomaly the way you have. Um, Would we need to do another circle to make it three dimensional? just like headings work? Or is, is this a disk or is it a sphere, like a normal singularity, like a normal hole? This appears to be a, a, a flat, a flat planar, pl planar okay. thing. So, okay. Um, not one dimensional, but it's not spherical. Uh, right. You certainly could do it that way if you wanted to. Um, I would not, that is, that is more complex than it needs to be. Um, I think the readings, even on a two dimensional image would be enough to do the calculations we're after. Yeah. Plus space and time are are, are single dimensional. So they're each one dimension. Um, so the one of the sign one of the probes is actually picking up the 
the uh, a stronger variation of the signal, the um, the Tetrion emission, uh, and it is able to relay. Uh, you are able to then gain a more accurate. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A more accurate message from the from the because you're getting the from before it goes through the time no, not time lapse before it goes to the event horizon and all that fancy stuff it's closer to the original source um and what you're detecting is that it is clearly being sent as a distress signal from the uss europa um and the only message that it says is alive mm-hmm. so now that you have slightly less, no more additional, no additional information, um, you send in the probe and uh, you order it to move through warp, which it does, and then you order it to engage the uh, Tetrion um, cascade infuser. Yes, cascade <laughs> um, infuser, and it does begin to move through time and space. Uh, it begins to move through time and space equally at warp, um, which is what you're seeing, essentially. Uh, you're also beginning to note that there is a, a level of entropy beginning to happen on the mechanisms inside of the bubble, inside of the probe itself. Mm-hmm. So it's deteriorating. It is deteriorating. Can, uh, can we put it in reverse and have it come out the way that it came? Uh, yes, you throw it in, in reverse, it begins moving through time and space in the same, uh, the same way. Um, the entropy does not reverse, but everything else does, time and space does. Um, you would have to find some way, which would probably just be a matter of tweaking the, the mixture so that you're able, because the one thing you can't do with a probe is you can't necessarily vary the number of, the amount of tetrions. Mm. part you know ratio which is something you could you could titrate that on the ship but we throw it in reverse and it pops out of the singularity it does pop out of singularity correct at so at the exact uh space and only a matter of seconds well i mean linearly it pops out when it pops out but Mm. um yes yeah so we should bring that aboard and figure out what's causing that deterioration Mm -hmm. because if it's going back in time that deterioration shouldn't have happened unless there the warp bubble isn't an effective shielding and we need to strengthen it Hmm. at the very least we can we can calculate the estimated wear and tear of the materials to get an idea of how much entropy it is it might be a variable now yeah you bring it aboard yep okay give me a sciencing role on that uh, I think okay. reason and science would work good on that one. Cool. Anyone that wants to assist, obviously, or an, an, an engineer would also do well here. I'm not sure yeah. I have anything for the doctor to do on this one, but maybe. <laughs> Don't have a useful focus. He has a Bethel assist. Did not succeed. One success. Ooh, thank you, Eva. Wait, <laughs> it's a zero? How did she roll a zero? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anomalies. Let me, let me try that again. 
Is that like a, a, a double crit? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah, that should totally count. <laughs> there we go, an 11. I don't know. I might hit the wrong button. Because it also appears to only be... I guess it's a d20. I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to be a 1. Um, either way, we'll go with 1 success for that. Uh, plus once... No. How many one did you... Ca- What's that? 1 from Cass. 1 from Cass. And none from Hage? Yeah. Or from yeah. Elizabeth? Uh, yeah, no. Okay. Um, so you quickly decover, determine that the entropy is consistent with distance and time moved, essentially. So uh, the ship moved a thousand years through time, essentially, or a hundred years through time. It essentially entropy at the same rate, and it moved through the same rel- relative point in space as well. Um, with the successes, with the two, two successes you have, it wouldn't be hard for you to uh, to to grasp to to come up with a, a way of titrating the the uh, warp bubble essentially. So, the way a warp bubble normally works is it's basically securing you in space and time, uh, or in space. Sorry, it's securing you in time while you move through space, right? So it's negating that movement through through so you don't age. So nothing, everything outside of where you are doesn't age essentially. At an abnormal rate, um, which is what would happen normally if you went through the faster you go. Um, you could, with finite control, you could manage. You, you believe you could manage the, the uh, the control on the, um, on the Europa or on anything that was larger than scale than a probe. Anything that you could actually titrate the effect on something you had more control over the the the. the the mixture. So you could even do it on like a runabout or the arrow wing. Probably not on maybe on maybe on a tunnel craft, but it'd be harder on a tunnel craft because of the way everything is compacted. But certainly on something that was larger scale than a normal tunnel craft. How far into the event horizon did, did this probe move? Uh, how long did you have it in warp? Uh, Ten minutes. Sounds good. Um, relative distance that it would have moved, whatever the normal distance that a thing would move at warp five. So it definitely moved at the 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 same rate you would expect something to have moved in warp five. And and based on the material science that we understand, because this is the stuff we make our ships out of, right? how long did it move mm-hmm. temporally? You said a thousand years before, right? Well, it was just an estimation. Yeah, hang on one second. Gotcha. So we spent 10 minutes in there. We moved physically at an appropriate amount of distance, but we but it aged far more because it clearly deteriorated. Right. Yeah. So what is the right. time dilation we're dealing with? Yep. Hang on one second and I will tell you. Ooh. Uh that was bad. At ten what's that? You went green entirely. Oh dang it. That's a zoom thing. Yeah. It oh. hasn't been doing that for me. <laughs> it, it's on you. Let's yeah. say you look fine by, fine for okay. me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fine now. Okay. Um and that is distance traveled in one minute. So it moved uh, approximately 500 light years, I guess, is the distance you'd moved in at warp five in 10 minutes. Uh, and that would be a, that's 200 times the speed of light. So you would have basically aged 20,000 years. No, sorry, 2,000 two years. Sorry, okay. not 20,000 years. I mean, that's still. It's a lot okay. of time. Significant. Yeah. Okay. Yes, 2,000 years would be correct. And that's assuming that the warp scale is correct. <laughs> so. 
So if 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 somehow for some reason we went in there, I really hope we were smart enough not to try to move forward. That's a good right. point. And although uh, I don't because think if, we if we at least not without the out. yeah. We can't move backwards either. Well, if we move backwards using this new propulsion system, we'd pop out yeah. singularity. Right. But if but if they don't have if we at whenever we are in there don't have this technology, then they wouldn't be able to do that, which means they wouldn't be able to move spatially. They'd only be able to move chronologically, which means right. they would still be just on the other side of that event horizon. Okay. So we shouldn't be dealing with really any significant amount of, of spatial entropy trouble. Would we be able to? Would we be able to using the probe data gathered uh, from the twelve from the clock system? Would we be able to figure out the 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 closest angle to the ship? Mm -hmm. And using the net, the the probe that can move, can we have the probe go to that time and space? Right. Yeah, we 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 absolutely should. I mean, we understand the principles now. Yeah. Um, if it can survive that amount of deterioration, we moved five hundred light years, and it was two thousand years old. Well, we might. These probes aren't aren't meant to last that long. No, but if we're sending it in at ex, at our best guess of where other side we is are, it shouldn't have to move very far at all spatially. Right. We just sent it in at some, at some on some random vector, and it did what it did. Well, there there is definitely a large amount of spatial compression here too, because this area is only the size of a planet if it moved 500 light years there's a significant spatial distortion as well as a temporal one correct and, yeah, right an infinite amount so yeah um, you know. it also would indicate likely that you're not dealing with that you're only interacting with it on a, on a single dimension um, right. which means your clock thing does work from a certain perspective but it probably isn't surrounded the anomaly spatially and on its right. own three-dimensional space right That makes sense. Kind of. Mm -hmm. Ish. <laughs> it's it's have we, deep science. Have we found the point where other Europa entered? Did I miss that? You have not. Okay. Now let me let me just throw something out here. And I may have spent too many times playing through some sci-fi hollow novels. But what if we're already on the other side? Ooh. And where, like, it, like I'm thinking, like, if you wake up looking at a, at a puddle or a pool, and you press it and you see the ripples, how do you know which side you are on? Until well, you go through. Step. No, that. Hmm. I played through one like this. That was a lot of it. Well, we're we're still getting from our sensors full and ordinary data from our own universe. Whereas if we were on the other side, there's no reason to suspect there's a full universe of matter and energy in there. 
I think you answered this already, but I want to do a clarification. If we send a shuttle or, or, or a runabout or a captain's yacht rather than uh, the, um, uh, the probe, we would be able to better control the distance moved and therefore the time more precisely? Yes. Okay. Cass definitely volunteers to do that. I, I think we should send in a team. I think it's worth the risk. We're looking at we're looking at the possibility of limitless travel. If we were able to uh, harness this, we would be able to, to travel anywhere in the universe, any time in the universe, possibly. Uh, it would it would be a game changer. We have we have to at least look into the possibility. Oh, absolutely, sir. All right, well, Cass, why don't you get a team together and go in? Uh, four people, I think, should do it. Choose your team. Okay. Um, Ensign Chierka, I'd like to have an engineering person aboard. Um, uh, Lieutenant Shajin for piloting. And somebody with better, at least a couple of people with better sense than the two of us. So uh, perhaps the doctor and um, a, a security person of the captain's or first officer's choice. It'd be, I think we might want to have someone on board who isn't as ooh science as I am, sir, to be perfectly honest. Mills, maybe? I think Mills is an excellent idea. Okay. What are we what are we hoping to gain from this? Uh, well, our objectives are uh, first, we're going to try to find the source of that signal um, because we think that that might be important. Uh, second, we'll see if we can precisely control uh, the, the space time within the bubble. Is this not something we could do remotely? We would need something with a, uh, we would need something with, we, we per uh, our research, we would need to be able to precisely uh, control the amount of Tetrion being put in the engines. And that does require something more precise than uh, a remotely controlled probe. But could we simply remotely control our runabout? No, because do we've we got need organics on the inside of this then? I think we do need real-time monitoring and alteration of the Tetrion field from the inside. Which we get from our FTC. Kind of. But yes. There is delay, but it isn't substantial. To get the, the, the most real-time, you would either send in something that has EVA installed or that would That's be what something, was... something organic. Yeah. Could we... I mean, I'm not using the correct terminology here. Could we siphon off a portion of Eva and simply download her into a runabout? No, she is not compatible. The only thing that might have any compatibility with that would be the arrow wing because it is Do part runabouts have. Could we install a hollow transmitter on one of the runabouts? Sure. Because. Uh, a hologram is is far less data than Eva is. We could send in. I probably wouldn't send the doctor, 
but perhaps the SSH. You could. I don't know if I trust him to have the capabilities needed to trace back the signal. He's also and, expendable. Well, and if we do need, isn't. If we do need to innovate, we, it would be best to have real-time innovation capacity on board. And besides, sir, I want to go. Nobody's expendable, but everybody here is in Starfleet. We know the risks. Um, I, I, I agree. I, I think we're and it, taking I think, a pretty long stride with those risks. Well, the, the probe made it back fine, just a right. little worse for wear. The probe made it back with 2,000 2, years worse for wear. But now we People have don't last for 2,000 years. Right, but we have enough data now that we know not to go that far. To, uh, to answer one of your earlier questions, though, Ambrose, theoretically, well, not theoretically, the arrow wing is integrated technology into the into the Europa. So it does have the capacity to be able to hold uh, an extension of EVA. But it is the only vessel that you guys have other than the Europa itself that could do it. Cass, make sure that this that everybody who's on this away mission is aware of the risks. Uh, if they uh, deem it uh, the risk unacceptable, that we we're feel free to find somebody else. Absolutely, sir. I'll give a scary briefing. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody on this ship who would turn this down. No, sir. You go in here, you going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Captain says you ain't got to go, but <laughs> we going. Um, would a would a distress signal from one of the shuttles or the arrowing read the same as Europa or were they read differently? They nice read differently. question. Okay. The shuttlecraft especially would. The Europa or the the arrowing would have similar characteristics, but it would be different. Okay. So so we're getting distinctly the Europa's uh, you know transmitter frequency. Yes. Is what you're saying. Uh, with a, there's a minor very phase variation, but otherwise it is yes, it is the, it is clearly not anything other than the Europa. The phase variation can be accounted for in a lot of ways, but it is clearly not the arrow wing, and it is clearly not uh, a probe or a shuttlecraft. Good to go at your command, sir. Let's uh, let, let's do it. Um, I want to go over the plan one more time and hopefully apply an advantage to this mission. Um, So you're pulling Mills, Cherka, Shajin, and Cass for this, right? Yep. Okay. I succeed. Making sure you mentioned the doctor. Was, the, the, the doctor would would not go. <laughs> would ask to not go. Did you say we're going to die? I'm going to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Less that and more like let's not take half of the command staff <laughs> off the ship into a wormhole. Got one success. Take uh, take okay. the the holographic medical thing. What are you? What ship are you planning on taking in? Um, a runabout, unless we decide otherwise. I think we should. I think we should take the uh, captain's yacht. Captain's yacht. Okay. Eva. She's waiting to get her hands on it. Yeah, Eva is. Uh, uh, when you suggest a craft, there is a distinctive uh, <laughs> argument. 
from Eva, but when you recommend taking the arrow wing, she uh, does not contest as much. <laughs> okay. Welcome aboard, Eva. This will be a, a new experience for all of us. There's also the distinct possibility that if something were to happen to all of you, I could still get the shuttle out. That is true. Yes, before you go, I do want to have what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we're going to. Yes, before you go, I want to have one last word with you. Yes, sir. Uh, so um, th you, this is your command. Uh, I, I'm trusting you on this. And I want you to remember that no scientific advancement is worth uh, the crew. Um, be careful. You know, let's, uh, we're taking a big risk here. Don't take any risks. You don't have to. Understood, sir. I will be prudent. Good luck. Uh, we're all okay. Good luck. I could, I, you put together a hell of a team and uh, I hope for great things. I'm confident in the team, sir. We'll bring okay. something back. Perfect. All right. And um, with slightly more protesting, at least in his mind, uh, from Ambrose, you guys begin to head out. Uh, the arrow wing separates uh, from the underside of the saucer section, where it integrates. Um, and uh, you fly it. Uh, you fly it. So who's the pilot here? Go ahead and whoever the pilot is, which I believe is Shijin. Uh, Shijin, give me a piloting roll. Uh, this will be daring and con, and your difficulty is going to be two, but your complication range is going to be increased by two as well. So that that's seventeen to twenty. Correct. And I need two successes. Oh, and Eva. Okay. Uh, and Eva can assist. What did you say? Control con? Control con. Or daring. I'm, I'm not sure how I accidentally grabbed a threat, but reverse that. I, I didn't mean to. Okay. Uh, we need two successes. Do we have any momentum? You have three Just, momentum, and Eva uh, has provided you with one success, assuming you succeed. Okay. Uh, or, well, the arrow wing has provided you with one success. Knowing that makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. Uh, I don't think we need to... I say this now. I don't think we need uh, to spend go ahead, momentum. Go ahead and get one. Can't, we've got three. and We've got three, yeah. Not we, dying is probably good. You might even build up some more. So Yeah. yeah. All right, sure. Uh, okay, target number is 15. Uh, Shijin does have well. She has she has focuses in both uh, fighter craft and warp fields. I, I mean, I assume I'm not using any tactical maneuvers for fighter craft to really apply. Uh, but with her understanding of warp fields, would that help with integrating this new Tetrion yes, warp bubble? Yes, in fact, it would. Okay. In fact, it would be ideal. Okay. Nice. Uh, well, that's only one success. Yeah. That's all right. You got one from that and one from yeah. the ship, so that's two successes. That's all you needed. Okay. Um, Eva corrects a couple of your um, mistakes. <laughs> uh, but yes, you managed to uh, the ship with some with some heavy shearing and and a lot of uh, uh, 
being bounced around, you arrive in a particular point in space on the other side of the wormhole, or the, not wormhole, the event horizon. Um, when you first cross, uh, you it's quite disorienting because you're seeing... Uh, you're seeing into the future, essentially, right? So you're looking forward at this point in space that you are in, but all the things that happen in this point of space, you can kind of see them coming, you know, coming at you. You're not moving, but it's it takes several minutes before you can really focus in any kind of meaningful way um, for any of you. Um, you're you're now moving in a completely different way than you would normally have have moved. Um, you, uh, I assume you tweak your warp, your warp field. Um, well, we would have to initiate the Tetrion-based warp field before we go in. Right. Because if we go in without it and we can't move physically, we wouldn't be able to press the button to activate the warp field. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. Um, you managed to point out. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely correct. Yes. So you do. You you did have it up before. Um, but you, you are now dialing it in so that things become more um, more consistent with what you were able to perceive. Um, and you'll note that none of you are crushed to death and, di- and have died. So that's a huge thing for having crossed a black hole event horizon. Um, and yes, you do manage to dial it in after a few minutes. Uh, in fact, Azabeth, if you want to go ahead and give me, or whoever's doing engineering and science, you guys want to go ahead and give me a roll on um to dial in the uh to, to, to finish dialing it in so you can control it the way you need to and move how you want to can i assist with that sure uh, i would say i can assist with that too as well uh, mills's secondary is actually engineering okay so that'll be awesome that's that's okay yep well only one person can assist right <clears throat> generally speaking yes but i will allow uh in lieu of spending momentum i don't have a problem with you guys doing it in what are we rolling? So normally you can only roll a maximum of five dice, right? I think it's five or six dice. So I think five. This would be these basically just count towards as if you had spent momentum, right? So it, you're gotcha. rolling three additional dice. You're getting three additional assists essentially that you would not, or two additional assists that you're not normally able to get. But because it's different, you're all working on different systems, right? So the uh, Shizhen yeah. is working on is helping is, is helping dial in her the warp field for the movement. Uh, Azabeth is actually doing the physical adjustment and Kaz and Mills are, are, are assisting with the the finite things. Basically, I don't care if you guys roll for everybody wants to, to get a, a, an assist in. Yeah, I think uh, I think the rule book says uh, you, you can have as many people assisting as is reasonable. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, oh. so we can't use momentum or we can still. You still can. Well, the, the main person still can. Yeah, I will use momentum. Um, I am going to increase again uh, the uh, the threat by two, not threat, okay. but the complication range by two. You're gonna you're gonna do what there, Brian? You're gonna use one momentum? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, don't even bother rolling the assist. The assist only works if ow success on the ow ow. <laughs> okay, uh, fourteen was not enough to succeed. No. Okay. So that's one, two, three complications, though. <laughs> All right. Well, 
What do you mean? What do you mean three? Because that twenty wouldn't count because the assist wouldn't count. Because oh, well, that's he didn't yeah, succeed. that's fair. Yeah. So it's, it's you're not, you're not that's very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, so two complications. <clears throat> All right. Um, you begin moving through. Uh, you you get the bubble tuned in the way you believe that the two bubble should be tuned in, um, and Please. you you begin moving uh, a, a through space at a reasonably slow speed, slightly above that of of um, you know warp one, or really pretty much warp one. Um, uh, what's that? I think it's zero complications because you said the range was increased by two. That'd be 18, 19, 20. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Uh, well, it doesn't change much other than how bad I was going to make it. Um, <laughs> you begin moving forward <clears throat> a little bit. Uh, and Eva quickly uh, tells you that your bio signs are, um, are, are altering in an unforeseen way. You'll want to stop. Or at least reconfigure your 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 calibrations. Um, so if someone else wants to take a, a stab at it as the lead, I will do that one. We, we can do one more and hope we don't fail. I can try. What are we? What is the what in engineering? Uh, daring or control, I would say. Okay. Unless you got something either else, those, you can. Either of those are the same for me, so it'll be a thirteen. Uh, All right, I'll do three this time. That way, I get my seventeen, which is what I wanted the first time. Uh, can Shajin assist again? Yeah, everyone can assist. Ooh, oh. nice. Nice. Oops, sorry, did not mean to roll two. I'll just take that. the two. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can choose like that, right? All right. And I did spend three to make the the, the, the thing higher, but doesn't matter. None of you guys got that, so that succeeds. Um, after a few minutes of tweaking it, uh, you uh, you definitely dialed our, it in. What's that? What was our target? Target was four. Okay. And you've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five? Five. Yeah, so I think we get one momentum. Yep. The ship gets to roll, too, so you guys can get that one, too. I'm just going to... As she's working, Yezabeth is visible. Six. Three, four, five. Should be six, right? Uh, is a 12 a success for you? Yep, because my target is 13. I have a two, 10 three, four, control five. or daring and a 3 six. engineering. Yeah, 6. So that gives you 2 momentum. What were you saying, Brian? Uh, Yezabeth is visibly frustrated uh, as you know, because she knows uh, she screwed up the first time. And she'll be like talking to herself as she's trying to recalibrate. Uh, and she'll be like, I should have just stated me. Why doesn't anybody just leave me in my sensor room? Eddie Anson, you've got this. Nobody else could do this. You've got this. Just double check. We've got infinite time and infinite space. Lieutenant, I'm beginning to think everybody could do this better than me. Mills just looks over at you. Look, everybody makes mistakes. You're the one who came up with this whole Tetrion cas cascade thing. It's okay. Ensign, that's, that's, that's why we're part of a team. We've got each other's backs. Yes, sir. She, she says, uh, obviously still. A bit Not believing a word of it. Yeah. Just hoping this works. I don't want to come out 200 years older. <laughs> it could uh, be worse. You come out 200 years younger and you're your great-great-grandma. 
<laughs> she was a lovely woman. Um, so, uh, you have managed to get a grasp on things. Um, your sensors have been adjusted. Uh, Eva is is using um, the information that was gained from your earlier full spectrum uh, FTL communications, um, as well as everything else you guys are doing. Um, and uh, your sensors are picking up uh, at distance and time, uh, quite a ways away from you, the Europa, um, or a ship that looks exactly like the Europa. Mm. Um, it is again space and time are are, are 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 slightly inverted so you are seeing it relative to where you are it looks as though it is uh, a great distance off um, and some of that is also in time but you can fortunately you can go straight across in time and, and reach it before it is where it, you are seeing it could That's we a known figure fact. out when that is it may be easier just to go back and around the outside than it would be to travel that far and then back. Um, Didn't we use the, the clock maneuver to get ourselves into position to get there at the nearest point? No, because we didn't know we didn't know where it was. Right. Uh, I think so, we got close. Like we're in the yeah. we're in the right like pie section. <laughs> but now that we have a you know line of sight to it, we should be able to calculate more precisely. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, when you look at your time, your, your the way your clock lays out, it's actually linear. Uh, you're not getting a pie shape. You're getting a, um, sections on a graph, like the 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 sections going forward on a graph, um, because it's uh, single dimensional. Gotcha. Um, so you are you do you do have a, a rating of when you where you came in, where and when exactly you came in, um, but you're not because of the way that the 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 space is not. The, the dimension that you are in is is only accessing your plane on a uh, your dimension on a single plane. Uh, it is not right. giving a clock uh, rating. It does get you what you wanted as far as getting back out, but it won't give you what you need as far as when they came in. Um, what condition does that Europa look like it's in? Bad. It, it looks pretty bad. Um, it is is clearly been in here for. Or where it is on the scale has clearly been a long time. Can we use sensors? Oh, okay. Can we use sensors either visually or uh, otherwise to calculate exactly when and where it is in terms of uh, rel the bubble? Yes. In terms of relative space and time, yes, you can. Okay. Um, I, is it okay if I roll it? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, because you have your clock set up. Basically, you have a you you do have references to have a, a realistic time. Yeah. yeah, I would uh, like to spend a moment. Which, yeah. by the way, I had not thought of that ahead of time. That was brilliant. Um, all right, so that's that one. Uh, yeah, one. Okay, yeah, you get a pretty good point in time where they are. They are point in time and space. Um, your. <coughs> um, Essentially, in order to get to where they are, you will have traveled forward in time a specific amount of like, whatever. Like it's clo pretty close to about a thousand years. Um, however, because of the way you have your warp field generated, you can move through space and time as if your what is inside the ship is static. You are moving through space and time externally. How did okay, they get that deep? 
if they have propulsion to move forward in here, shouldn't they have the correct propulsion to move backwards? Why would they be that deep? Maybe they had the same idea, but didn't have the Tetrion Cascade yeah, calculated and correctly and it failed. And yeah. Or what if they came in? What if they came in from that time? What if they left and came back in? Or maybe that's the Europa in a thousand years. But that wouldn't they be over there and not over there? Or maybe the cascade just isn't enough to to protect a larger vessel. And if that's a thousand years in the future, nobody we know is on that ship. Best we can hope for is it became generational. And there's, what, 150 people on that boat? A thousand, different species. We, we couldn't survive a thousand no, years. There's not can. enough biodiversity. Do, does the ship look like it's... It says Shazine with her one science. <laughs> <laughs> does the ship look like it's gone? It does not look maintained. Okay, so it looks like it has been there for a thousand. It years. looks like it has been there for pretty close to a, a thousand years. So, can you guys see my my my? Uh, you can't, can you? That sucks. Um, are we able to? Are we able to get uh, detect the comm signal with less distortion now? Yes. See how long it's been transmitted. I was about to ask if we could hail them now that we're inside. Yes. So, um, again, moving along the lines is moving through. Uh, Pink is space. Right. Pink is space. Yes. Um, so, yes. So, what you're seeing essentially is that you're, you've are you you've come in, you know, roughly like here-ish, right? Um, it is roughly here-ish um, in relative to the singularity itself. The singularity being an actual thing where all space and time combine into one location. Uh, where they Could appear you to... do the this and this again? Because I wasn't watching the stream and we don't see you on. Sorry. The one that is nearest to the event horizon, the little blob, that little, or that little circle, that is you guys. And then relativistically speaking, the other one, this one, is where the Europa is. Okay. So, so it would be better for us to back out and go around the other side. Except that if you look, your space and time only connects to the event horizon. Oh, you can't oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh got horizon. you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... Right, that's what I was trying to get with you guys. You, you, you're you're only a, you. you're only accessing the the singularity on a single plane, not the singularity, but the 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 interior of the black hole is only being accessed on a single plane. The singularity is where all space and time are essentially breaking down, um, okay, uh, or converging in a single point. It doesn't show it very well there, but uh, it shows it better on this one. If you guys can see that one. Um, the big bounce theory. Um, that's confusing. I don't want to get into that. But uh, essentially what you're seeing is that space and time end at the singularity. Everything else is before that, except the point of no, uh, the, the, the other point, which is where all space and time are one. Um, not really relevant. You can see where the, the Europa is. You can make it to the Europa if you wish to. You can also hail the Europa if you want. Can we get to the Europa without uh, aging a thousand years? Yes, because you guys have created the bubble that will prevent all space and time from affecting you. You are basically, right. you are basically a bubble of normal relativistic space and time. Well, then that explains why they are still why 
there still exist. So there could be people alive there. Well, let's hail them first and see what we're dealing with before we get closer. Yeah, we should Tetrion charge the uh, comm signal so that way it can reach them. Yep. Okay. Um, see, this is why we didn't just leave you there with your sensors. <laughs> um, yes. You uh, you send a signal to the Europa where you see it, relativistically speaking, and um, you get a response. The response is uh, in bi uh, binary. Oh, of course, of course. Eva has survived. Be the only thing I could, I'd imagine. Yeah. After a few minutes, the uh, the Eva aboard your your ship, um, aboard the the uh, arrow shuttle, the arrow yeah the arrow wing, um, tells you that yes, uh, I am detecting that this ship entered the black entered the 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 anomaly from the other event from 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 the from the mirrored event horizon. Hmm. Unfortunately, the crew did not have um, the young ensign's insights into being able to manipulate the Tetrion uh, field as deftly. They modified their warp engines to be able to move through space once they were in this in, uh, but they were unable to. Uh, they were unable to titrate to, to, to titrate the effects, and uh, when the when the ship moved, the crew did not survive. Aging a thousand years in a couple feet—that's uh, unfortunate. Uh, Lieutenant, if we if that's an alternate Europa, if it could have information about that alternate universe oh absolutely um what i'm wondering is if we have any need to go there or retrieve the ship or could just back up there eva and call that it would good. be the wiser choice that's what i'm thinking um it would eliminate quite a large number of risks I don't know, Eva, do you, do you think we can transmit you if we wanted to? I am not certain. I can tell you that that, that that version of Eva is frightened. Can you tell of what specifically? Is it a residual effect or is it in response to our presence? Probably being left alone for a thousand years that well... drive anyone in. <laughs> insane insane yes. AI, and, the, and the prospect that she's going to be alone for all of eternity yeah the prospect that she may be alone for eternity or that she may reach the singularity not knowing what is on the other side of this, what, what would happen once one reaches a singularity of space and time i don't know give me a couple books in a thousand years and i think i'd be pretty happy um but uh yeah, no new data for that long for a computer would be horrific. Um, well, 
can we can she back herself up onto the arrow link systems or are her data needs too great stand by I do believe that the information could be stored aboard the arrow wing. However, I do not believe that two EVAs can exist in the same location. Yeah. Well, we don't need two of your personality. I mean, well, we just need your memory banks. We don't leave sentient beings behind. Right. This isn't just a computer. Could we, Eva, could we return to our Europa grab a spare computer bank? That would still require us going physically over. Yeah, I think the only way would be to retrieve the the positronic core. Yeah. From we're gonna the... have to we're gonna have to board. Alternatively, that ship is not able to move through space and time the way we are. It may be possible, although theoretical, to for us to move through time and to the location where it oh. entered to win before to either before it entered or as it enters the space brilliant eva alternatively isn't that what Arani said <laughs> it is so you meant to go outside and go around this is going from the inside um, alternatively we could leave this Eva to reach the singularity uh, while we do not know what's on the other side of the singularity what would happen if the Eva crossed the singularity the opportunity for discovery would be astronomical forgive my pun well it would also be wasted as there would be no way to get data back across that side. We could ask the, the Ava to transmit its data as it gets it. Um, if it's if we get everything up until its destruction, that is pretty valuable. And there's it's, the ethical implications to consider. It's a su yeah, it's a suicide run. It, I, that's not acceptable. Um, I do like Eva's idea of us going back to the time and point of entry of that ship and giving them the tools to take themselves back out. That saves the crew, it saves Eva. Would it save the crew? Well, if they don't move after arriving in the space. Well, we're not backing that one up. No. We're backing us up. That one up. <laughs> right, right. Right. In which case, that one will never have never, been stuck. Never have been, yeah. Because if we back that one up and it comes out with the same amount of entropy, I mean, that, that would that would be good. it, wouldn't it? Arani sent me this, this one hollow vid. <laughs> well, I'm open to I'm open Because that's already happened. The, uh, the probe already, the probe, when it came out, had the entropy of having existed for a thousand years. Yeah. Right. I don't think that uh, if we if we were to kick it back, I think it would just be it's a thousand still, years old. It's a thousand years old ship. No, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We but we're not talking about. But would our Europa still be there when we come back? 
Sure, because we're still we're moving inside this universe. Ours is still we return, yeah, we return to our point of origin when we're done. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about divergent timelines. Right. Yes. Ish, yes. Okay. Divergent so for them, less for us. Yeah. Because right. for us, we go in, we do our stuff, we come out. For them, we are erasing the future in which that Europa does not have the technology to survive. Well, I don't think we'd be erasing that future, though. Creating a new timeline? Well, I, 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 I suppose I've, uh, what I'm not grasping out of character, I guess, is how would how how would we revert how are we reversing what happened because if we send the europa that currently exists back we to, don't do anything yeah we don't do anything right. with that europa. we're not sending them back we're sending right. us back to their point of origin right you guys oh. can you guys can now move three-dimensionally in time and space with so the we, ship that you're currently in so we exit that alter we exit into that alternate universe slightly before that europa enters mm -hmm. right uh, okay. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Or you arrive. You you, you calculate where it came in at and there, yeah, stay on yeah, this side. You could go that's either what way. I was thinking. Yeah, we stay in in the bubble of this universe, but instead of being over here in space and time, we move over here in space and time to the point where they entered. So what we're not showing, what we didn't show you on the rest of that pen di that Penrose diagram, if you want to look at the the thing now, I'm gonna share it with you. This is the. This is the second stage of the Penrose diagram. There's actually a bigger version than this even, but this is the second stage. Mm -hmm. So there is a universe that is parallel to your universe on the other side of that parallel horizon. Gotcha. I, that, I, I, get, okay. I get what we're talking about now. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. yeah. Um, this makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yes. Again, okay. partial science for, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then there's another Penrose diagram that I'll show you guys later, but... Um, yes, so that is something you can, you do actually have the capability to do that on this side, assuming that you don't, nothing, assuming nothing fails on the arrow wing, you can do that. Okay. So that, that's not us. It's never been us, it never will be us. That's a parallel us. Right. Right. It's still, we don't know how parallel it is. It could, the, that alternate Europa could have explored the sector for, uh, for all we know. Uh, it could still have a lot of valuable data on it data only relevant to that universe mm, not, not necessarily not necessarily how would it be able to see into our universe well not well it wouldn't but if it visited if it if it visited the planet snarf there may also be a planet snarf on in our universe well we we but can and should could also be different download it so we have to check planet what did you like snarf is that a real place We'd have to check there anyway to see if it's different. If it was different, what does that matter? Data aside, I, I care, we I still the have the ethical question. We still have the ethical obligation to not leave a sentient being stranded in space. Yeah, there's no question that we're doing that. I think we have a plan to prevent this from ever happening for them. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess if we, I guess if we prevent them from going into the black hole, they would never have existed. Therefore, we wouldn't be able to get their data anyway. Correct. That seems Correct. logical. Yeah. All right. So hearing no objections, let's take ourselves to the time and place of entry. Backtrack right. along that Europa's track. 
uh, somebody give me a science and daring roll, and then whoever the pilot is, give me a daring piloting roll, a daring and con okay. roll, or yeah, a control. Control and con would also be fine. Control. Like daring it. is ass, but I'll do it. Uh, mine is pretty. I good. would presume that your daring science combined is going to be better than my daring science combined because my daring is pretty legit, but my science is. My daring science is fourteen. So oh, nice. Yeah, take it. All right. Uh, what is the the what numbers are we looking for? Uh, so for the first roll, which will inform the second roll, uh, should be difficulty two. Difficulty two. Yep. Normal the, complication the, range. No, 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 I'm out of, I'm out of threat. Um, the piloting role will be informed by that role, though. So, pen, stand by for that role. Oh, okay. okay. Can I, can I assist on the sciencing? Yes. Okay. Daring science one. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like to spend a, a momentum. Only one success. Okay. Um, so that is uh, that is not uh, a success. As a difficulty was two. However, all that's going to do is just make your role more difficult as a pilot. Um, so your difficulty is going to be three. Okay. Uh, well, I'm definitely taking a, an extra dice then. My target number is is fifteen. Control eleven. Con four. I think Fiona could probably assist you in piloting if necessary. Sure. Okay. The shuttle Good. also assists. The shuttle does also That's assist. True. Eva's here too. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. Uh, I assume my focus still applies. Yes. Hi. Uh, that that's two successes for me. That uh, that three is under my con. Okay. That's daring con. Uh, you can also do control. Um. Okay. They're the same. That is dead on the nose for me. My. Uh, that's a twelve. And then Eva gives you one, so that is four successes. That's four. Sweet. Nice. And we needed three. You needed three. All Yay. right. Can we get a momentum. All right. So you guys managed to make it to what you presume to be the correct point and space in point of space and time where that Europa enters ah. into uh, into this universe. Um, were you trying to go a little bit before or you were trying to go exactly when? I think exactly when because there's no point in sitting around waiting for them. Okay. Uh, we, um, real quick before we get too far, we actually get an another momentum because uh, Mills has pack tactics. Okay. Um, so you arrive. We, what's that? If we go exactly when we would we would need to make sure that their that our technology is comparable to their technology because essentially we would need to give them this technology so they right. can back themselves up right yeah could we would go not before and send a signal out and just warn them yeah yeah well, that makes sense fine. yeah okay sure yeah let's do assuming that assuming they are able to well, if, garbled the message like we did. And if they well, don't, I mean, they the come shot. in and we're here. If, yeah. Right. If we exit, if we exit the, the wormhole, or if we exit the black hole, then we'll be able to communicate them with them freely. Wouldn't it be the other way around? No, he's talking about if you go out of the black hole where they were, at the moment Into they were their universe. In, you'd be in their got universe. Got you. Got you, got you. 
would would CAS be seeing any downsides to taking a, a prime unit prime universe matter into the secondary universe? Is there any, any reason not to do that? Uh, there shouldn't be any effect there, but give me an insight and science roll. Okay. No focuses. Oh, oh yes. wow. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, so, and I'll let you ask questions if you want to. The difficulty was going to be zero. Um, one of the theories that goes along with the Penrose diagram is that wormholes, that you can use this in a wormhole wormhole fashion, the same way that, yeah. uh, the, that the Catherine was talking about earlier. Um, however, one of the things that's thought about is if you cross, if you go through, if you cross through the secondary horizon, uh, you can't really re-enter the same singularity that you en- that you originally exited because That's of the way the right. Penrose thing works. It would actually yeah. bounce you from into a, a divergent timeline. Essentially, you would never be able to get back to the one you started at. You could only mm. you could only go f- to another one that was similar. So you'd that get divergent sense, timelines actually. that way. Yeah, that makes sense actually. Um, so that's one of the theories that goes along with this. So that is something that Kaz would definitely know based on, you know, the Penrose theory. Can you say that again? Once you exit through a different event horizon. So once you exit this event horizon, you would not be entering the same singularity that you are in right now because of the way that the way that parallel universes work. So you could never really get back to your universe once you leave this singularity if so you're in the singularity don't want to cross the parallel horizon right. <laughs> right. correct you we can send, we can send sending a message but we don't want to leave sense. that makes that's sense that's what i was afraid of yeah okay uh you have three questions if you want them <laughs> yezabeth yeah, is just gonna say there's a there's an alternate there's an alternate universe to the alternate universe yeah and we don't <laughs> daring as we all are we don't want to go there today um you could get back to one that was pretty close, <laughs> but you would never get back to the exact one you were in. Yeah. Every, everybody has snake tongues and eat food that way. <laughs> Unrealized realities. It's the universe where Fox bought Disney. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing suggests that there would be any problems with our getting a message out, regardless, of, without taking into account their ability to receive it. Is that right? Correct. You should be able to send a signal the same way that this that, that Europa sent a signal to to your universe using a Tetrion B, uh, Tetrion okay. particle wave. I don't think I don't think I've got any questions. If anybody else does, go for if it. If they can figure out how to ungarble it like we did. Well no, no so... I mean I don't sorry. <laughs> when we were sent talking about sending messages into the wormhole. commander maybe had said we would need to truncate it so that when it got there it would be stretched out that would be for a traditional so signal if we're sending we... a tetrion signal we don't have to okay so theoretically if we send the tetrion signal they it should, should just, just get to them it. as normal yeah they would receive it the same way you guys received the tetrion signal yeah. and basically eva would pick it up is what you're hoping for all right, let's send the signal. All right, what are you gonna say? Uh, <laughs> do not bring Abandon the Europa across, across the event horizon. 
if you want to send a probe, modify it in this way and give them the Tetrion cascade information. Okay. Um, we should accompany, you should put something that only you would know along with the message. So that way alternate uh, Cass knows it's from Cass. Well, unless my unless alternate cast in that universe got phasered on their last away mission or something, um, or knowing it comes from ourselves, yeah, I, intrigues I, them so much they feel the need to enter into the wormhole. And which they which would be fine without you know we can meet ourselves that's cool, uh, but we'll give them the data in order to do that safely. And yeah, I, the signal identifier can say it comes from me of the USS Europa, with a note that we're from a different universe and. Yeah, attachments of the Penrose diagrams and a whole bunch of scientific papers. All kinds of good stuff. <laughs> right, try to cram as much data as possible into that one little that one little signal and hope they can dissolve all footnotes. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, all Aren't right. Are we essentially creating a paradox? Mills just kind no. of like muses out loud to herself. It, yeah. Since it's not it's not us as far as we know. Right. But if like, we tell them not to go in, if they don't come in. Yeah. then we never would have done this in the first place. Well, essentially it would just be making the disappear? alternate universe an alternate universe to the alternate universe. So we would, that True. Europa would still exist in here, but it would, that the alternate universe itself would shift. No, this is too much for my brain. <laughs> if I can't punch it or or tactically work around it, I well, if time is linear here, and we we basically snip that timeline before it starts in here, then it that Europa should just disappear and we go home and call it good. Mysteries of time travel. Let's just chalk it up to that. <sighs> we'll find out. Yep. <laughs> Uh, all right temporal mechanics ah! um so uh since you're putting so much information into this in into this message uh give me a um give me a control and engineering role all right Uh, I would like to spend a momentum. You know, we've been doing it a lot, but we have a lot of momentum. Definitely. Can I help? Cass is a focus in computer systems. Could she work on data compression or something like that to assist? Sure. Uh, what was, uh, well, yeah, one, one person can assist, so either Mills or Cass. Does a focus in astrophysics apply? I'm going to say no on this one. All right. Well, I don't think I have a focus that applies then. Um, but that is still three successes. So. Ah! I should have let Mills roll for it. Oh. Uh, I mean, uh, I was going to defer to you anyway because your skill is higher. This is this so. is when we learn that the alternate Europa is crewed by Romulans. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who knows? It could be the mirror universe. When you guys go to the mirror universe in the future, it'll be, they'll have gotten this and they'll be all like, wait a minute. <laughs> we know uh, you. Um. So that is, uh, Eva gave you one. No, Eva gives you two. Uh, and then you got what? You got three, you said? Uh, 
Uh, three, yeah, three, not counting the assist. Yeah, that's four. All right. So that will max out your guys's momentum. And as far as you know, you have set a signal, and no Europa comes through. Is the Europe the other Europa still in here? Um, at the point in time and space where you are, it is not. In the point in time and space where it is down that way, uh, yes and no. <laughs> you've right. created. You've created. It, it's Schrodinger starship. It's right. Starship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That that's fair. So be, before we wrap up this mission, there is one thing we can do. We can try going into the future or the past in our timeline. I don't think we want to do that. Why would we do that? To see if we can. <laughs> I think we have tested our luck enough for one day, Ensign. Ensign, I am under specific orders from the captain not to engage in science fun. <laughs> well, right. risky science fun I think was the <laughs> um I think we've done everything we can here alright so you're going to go back to get out where you came in do yeah. we what? lieutenant do we want to move forward briefly in time just to ensure the Europa does not come through I think it's a good idea um take us forward like a week or something okay um yeah along the pot along the, the timeline that you go you do not see the the europa okay our work here is done let's go home all right give me a piloting roll to get out of here without being you know in a new space or time can 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 we add a flourish can we appear one second before the shuttle leaves so like so we cross ourselves just to yeah just to see if we can <laughs> sure that, that's, that's, go for it okay. I mean, lieutenant yeah i don't know answer. if i would like that <laughs> <laughs> and if i don't like that i'm not going in there which means we wouldn't do this which means we that would definitely be a paradox it because be i can proof. imagine myself being like hey that's weird well it would be proof that we successfully got out though It'd could give less, us, could bolster us. It'd be less than a millisecond. It would be exactly on exactly the time it takes for you to press the 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 engine button. So that way, there would be no stopping uh, past you. But we would know that we were able to travel through time ever so slightly. But isn't time time space here would be time there? So time there is space. If we show up before we leave, wouldn't we crash into each other? Mm. There is a danger Fair of that because we would be on the same vector. Yeah, we let, would, let's. We okay. would want to show up a few seconds after we left to make let's sure do we don't it. crash into each other. Let's do it by the book, Lieutenant. Okay. What if we try to exit at a, at exactly a specific amount of time though? Because that would tell us, like, exactly. We shoot for an hour and thirty minutes after we leave. I mean, that should be doable, I guess. I don't see a problem with that. Yeah, you guys will just have to make the calculation, the scientific calculation. Yeah. All right, that's uh, on you guys. Uh, I, I would like to use two momentum. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say the, uh, what's two for? Oh, I'm what sorry. What happens uh, if I fire phasers out of this bubble? 
Three momentum. Wait, let's not test that theory. Um, your difficulty is going to be. Well, that's a really good point. Maybe we should. Especially if we convert our phasers into a Tetrion-based particle stream. <laughs> oh, you could be onto something. Destroy the shit. Destroy the Europa before you get. Um, <laughs> so your difficulty in order to do this, uh, in order to get out, is going to be two. In order to get out, in the precise time you want, is going to be three. Um, you rolled and got. Uh, two, two with the complication. Um, this was to calculate your exact time, though. So, um, right. I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, the complication is going to give me uh, threat, which I'm going to use to increase the complication range for the piloting role. Um, the calculation she that uh, that that Elizabeth gives you. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah, the the calculation that Elizabeth gives you is uh, pretty good. It looks pretty good. It looks like you can definitely get home with that. It's pretty close, but given your markers, um, your 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 clock markers that you had before, um, might not get you exactly where you wanted to, but you're pretty sure it'll get you close. Um, your difficulty is going to be three to get out. And your complication range is going to be increased by one, so 1920. You should use that momentum. Spend that momentum, yep. What if we shoot phasers further into the singularity? <laughs> they would travel forward in time. Well, forward in time. Tenant, brain on the controls. I think Let's just take a we song. should come back to this. <laughs> You're, I, I really like where your head's at. Uh, okay, so one momentum for three dice. Uh, was that already taken into account? Oh, yeah, yep. I, I saw we went from three to two. Yes, that was you spending one momentum, yep. Okay. You could um, do I want to spend up. another? Yeah, go for another it. Two? Absolutely. I'm going to spend the other two. Okay. I, 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 I can also you... assist with this. Yeah. And remember, your complication uh, is nineteen twenty. Nineteen twenty. Yep. Unfortunately, uh, and control con. Yep. Or daring. I'll take either one. Uh, that's that's three successes. Great roll. Uh, make that four. Four successes and beautiful. The ship got a nineteen. So. Damn it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um. You managed to come out. Uh, Eva's just mad because we were going to leave her other self behind. Right. Uh, she did terrible this session. Um, <laughs> you managed to come out. Uh, uh, you managed to come out uh, approximately twenty to thirty minutes after you went in uh, when you sink your chronometer, um, but you don't come out in the exact same space. You actually come out closer to one of the other. Um, How does that work? Uh, that was the complication. Um, you come out like uh, at a slightly higher, uh, slightly higher plane than uh, than than you would have otherwise. Um, doesn't seem to be a big deal though. Yeah, close mm. enough, people. That's close fine. Enough. Except that it defies the laws of physics. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not um, convinced what everything just happened didn't defy the laws of physics. Mm -hmm. It yeah. makes sense inside of the laws of physics in there. 
coming out in a different location. Shajin doesn't have the science for this. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving her, I, it, it doesn't help her at all, but I'm definitely giving her one science yeah. after this episode. The, um, yeah, you're basically off by like a, like a, like a one, one millionth of a micrometer in your, in your calculation. <laughs> you came out one foot differently in space. <laughs> or it's a different reality. Who knows? Uh, this alternate universe had a butterfly flap its wings differently. <laughs> um, so yeah, you managed to find the Europa still sitting there. Uh, Ambrose and and Hage, uh, the uh, con officer tells you that, uh, or the 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 um, the acting science officer tells you that something's emerging from the anomaly. It appears to be um, the Arrowwing, which we named, and I don't remember what we named it. The Minos, I think. That could be. Um, yeah, uh, Hage would uh, hail. Guess uh, uh, how? Uh, how was your little jaunt? Kaz is super tempted to respond to the hail as Admiral Kasrianath of the Andorian Empire, but um, <laughs> passes on the opportunity and says, uh, "Captain, it wasn't." It wasn't Europa, our Europa on the inside. It was from a parallel universe, and we provided directions for them never to have entered in the first place. Problem solved. Kind of. I love that when we solve problems we didn't even know we had. And they will never have had at all. And they weren't really our problems? Nope. Uh, but we got to experience a pocket universe and discovered the existence of another alternate universe on the other side of that and returned safely in 20 minutes. So not a bad afternoon. I'll come on aboard. I think uh, we're going to inform Starfleet the command of this anomaly and uh, flag it for further study. This is definitely something uh, that we could spend a whole, our whole mission studying this thing, but we've got places to be and people to see. Yeah, unfortunate that we didn't discover the missing ships, but a, a fascinating bit of science. Come on aboard. Get yourself. Uh, you and your you and your crew deserve a hot meal. If Thank I may, you, sir. sir. Uh, for future reference, we should establish some sort of verification code before leaving for these missions. But what if an alternate us has the same idea? Well, in theory, the other. The alternate us verification code shouldn't be the same. If we generate a random code, yeah, it's at least a check. That that's reasonable. It, it would be the same if the randomness is based on the same random uh, seed. Conceivable. I mean, not the, it it wouldn't be perfect, but it. In in case I was the the Grand Admiral of the Andorian Empire, it would catch that at least. Well. Uh, We'll we'll go over we'll go over that when you're back aboard. Uh, good job, everybody. Thank you, sir. Shuttle out. Can I fight? Oh, never mind. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I like that perfectly. You say you say out and shut off the comms just as I'm like, can I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh no, sorry. Uh, nothing. I just wanted to see if we could shoot it. <laughs> you managed to uh, you managed to connect. The arrowing back up, and everything is back to uh, presumably normal. 
Anybody else have anything they want to do before we uh, before we wrap up? Any, uh, any I would scenes? like to close with the Dasavi and Cass scene because we didn't get to that. Yeah. 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 Uh, that'll work too because you can be scanning Dasavi. Dasavi can be scanning Cass for that uh, that whatever Ezebeth did to you guys when you guys didn't have your correct... Uh... Oh, Shajin also would have went immediately the same <laughs> <laughs> So just, just in the background, when you're ha- while you're having a conversation with Cass, some nurse is like, doing a full scan for, uh, <laughs> over Shajin. Could, could we take a quick break first, though? Uh, what do you guys want to do? Uh, you're back aboard ship. We left off with Devasi and Cass, right? Yes, that's yep. right. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so we're in we're in the sick bay and poor Shajin is frantically getting scanned behind us. Right. And has been is being told that she has aged eight whole minutes more than she should have. <laughs> have I always had this white hair? I don't feel like you're an Andorian. It's always white. <laughs> I think Defeat is the one looking at her and she just is so tired. <laughs> I don't know. My left antenna feels weird when I do this. Well, then don't do that. <laughs> Nisabi kind of, her, her attention a little divided, kind of chuckles to herself as she tosses a look over her shoulder and turns her attention back to Cass. Lieutenant, all seems to be well. You also have aged eight minutes. I can live with that. (laughs) That's also weird on its own because we came out after 20 minutes. (laughs) Eight minutes more than you would have otherwise. (laughs) Have you given any thought to um, the naming of the creatures we encountered. Yeah, I have been. I was hoping that we could pull something out of their language that would give us a sense of what their names were. And so I've been going over over the material and uh, we didn't get anything that suggests that they had a collective identifier for themselves. I was thinking there's a sea creature on Endoria that's a lot smaller, but similarly shaped and, and very, very protective of their young. Um, they're called the Aron. And I thought that might be a nice name. It's fitting. Something to... And Dorian creatures tend to be rather focused on reproduction. Um, so given that, I thought that, that, might be, that might be appropriate. I think that's very apropos. I'm glad you do. I'll, 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 I'll pass it on to the captain from both of us then. Maybe we could talk about it in, in a debrief tomorrow. But either way, it doesn't matter. If yeah. you see the captain before I do, fine by me. Good morning debrief sounds good. Share the news with everybody. I like it. You probably should get some rest anyway. You've had quite the day. It's been a busy day. Thanks, Doctor. That that's it's gonna be good. Cool. All right, go on, both of you. And you, she looks over at Shajin. 
if you don't calm down, I'm going to order the nurses to give you a sedative and send you to quarters. She looks aside with a wry grin, thinking, I'm good. <laughs> she gives you like a motherly shooing. I, I think she was largely just messing with the nurse for the most part. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you.